Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week. <laughs> We are talking about the worst things we've seen with our eyeballs in movie theaters. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be lots of things discussed. You know, probably you know some some uh, some bad plot points. Yeah, mustaches. With us <laughs> with us today on the guest couch, along with me is our good friend Jared Walker. I'm not used to sharing the guest couch. Uh, Do to be you honest, dislike it? it's it's fine. You know, I'm just leaning to the left. This is like a new. You know this is a new thing that we've started. It's kind of like you know. Um, okay, like okay. If you're going Conan. I got. And- I, I got you. I <laughs> I just figured out what we're going for here. Okay, I got, I got the deal here. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was on Joe Rogan. You know, I didn't. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know the uh, the way it works is the 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 bigger stars. You know, just they get to share the couch thing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. No, no, Chris is my hype man. It's a good yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm here to make you look good. I always love, like, whenever they scoot down, like, when they're just, like, off screen for half of the show, like, oh, later yeah. on, and it's just, like, <laughs> literally you'll have, like, Harrison like, Ford just off <laughs> yeah. screen. Oh, I forgot Elijah Wood was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they'll just comment on something, and you'll be like, what? Why? Why Why did you do this? <laughs> no, I think it's even, cr- I like it when it's actually, like, the side guy, when it's, like, you know, Andy on oh, Conan he, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, like, like, standing like, with a podium you, or something over there. No, he's on the couch. No, he's always on the couch and for you the never guests. know that he's on the couch and like I said it's that zoomed in angle yeah. of you know yeah. Tom Hanks and Conan and they're cutting up and Andy's like oh yeah I remember when I was there or like it's even funny like the, whoever they're interviewing is like looking at Conan and then he'll look over Andy you're like why yeah. are you looking off screen so it's much it's like when you thought you were just having a conversation with your friend and then like the another guy who like you really didn't even want to be part of the conversation he has the third like, hey, seat guys, on the airplane where are we going for lunch like, <laughs> I always feel like the third seat on the airplane is specifically for that mm. like it's you and whoever you're with and then it's like that third seat like somebody just like fills in or whatever like they'll be like oh yeah I'll you ever watch uh there's a <laughs> oh, man i wish i could remember the name right now there's a there's a talk show like late night talk show on bbc where where so the same th- kind of thing happens where the people stay out there, mm-hmm. but they take part in the discussion. They right. don't pretend that they're not there. Right. Oh, they yeah. all talk. Were there across the about, couches uh, and stuff from Graham each Norton. other? Graham Norton. Yeah. I, I actually like that I show. Did, I, I, too. I, I, yeah. I like the format. But yeah, but yeah, it's just like a couch of like three to like <laughs> 17 people or something people. like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and you just don't pretend that the other person isn't there. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's weird to me. Like, whenever you just start pretending this big star <laughs> is not sitting right next to this other big star. But I mean, it obviously seems like a priority list. Going down the couch. Yeah. I mean, and, they try to oh, keep yeah. everybody involved, yeah. but I mean, like it's always kind of like Harrison right, Ford well, sitting in spot number one. You know, well, right. this uh, conversation is dried up. Let's see uh, <laughs> if we can add somebody else to the mix. <laughs> on down the couch, we have uh, Katy Perry's sister. You know? <laughs> well, and everybody like everybody has to come out and like pitch their thing. Left too. Shark. <laughs> yeah, Left Shark from the uh, the Super Bowl fame. <laughs> the uh, like everybody has to pitch their thing as well. So it's like you have to give them. Some one-on-one time because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm yeah. in this movie. I've got this album. I've got, yeah. you know, you like you have to bring up the one thing <laughs> mm-hmm. that everybody's there for because they're not just there to hang out. As awesome as that would be, you know. But guys, mm. what has everyone been up to this week? 
Um, so Destiny 2's expansion came out. That's right. Curse little... of the Os- or Curse of the Os- no, Curse not the Osiris. of Osiris. Yeah. There's no the. Um, I haven't played a ton of it, but I played a little bit last night, a couple hours last night, and it was really good so you, far. This is the patch it. that came out that's in 4K as well. Oh man, yeah, it's it makes the game 4K on Xbox One, 4K HDR. It looks beautiful. It's awesome. Uh, you know, here, here's to show you how de- truly dedicated uh, I am to the art of playing video games and constantly. <laughs> Is because uh, I've talked about this before uh, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not recently. <laughs> uh, playing uh, the old Dark Forces game that I downloaded onto my PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, which was originally just a computer game. Yeah, and uh, I'm still still going at it, still just plugging away. I mean, how close are you? Uh, think I think I'm pretty close, but that's only because the levels are like at the bottom <laughs> of the screen. It could flash over to page two <laughs> at any moment or whatever, and I'm just like, oh gosh. <laughs> oh man, because it because as usual, most most playthroughs, you know, it's it's me trying a level if i get far it's only gonna be one time and if i die then i can't muster another try at that time but that's that's going on but then i've also uh i'm i'm, I'm on the mario kick again you know mario yes. well, mario playing. mario's the star wars of uh video games like to me to where it's just like you can come out with whatever you want in the world but it's always gonna be like yeah but like mario's probably the best overall like just as a gaming franchise I mean, kart racers for sure, platformers for sure, yeah. both 3D yeah. and 2D. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Def- definitely. Okay, hang on. Well, so are there bad Mario's? De- uh, yeah, I would say bad could be a strong so, term. Yeah, I was I say, and like, I would play it all of the Mario's. You know, maybe some of the you know. Well, that's some, what, that's some what I mean. Do- maybe there's not a bad Mario. Maybe some Doctor Mario it's game the out worst there, or something Mario. like that. That's not even that good. I feel like the worst Mario is still better than the like midpoint of most games. Yeah. Like I feel like the worst Mario is probably still like a, a 6.5. You know, seven, it's like top in, it's top in the Pikmin franchise, you know, for sure or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, doesn't take, that doesn't take much. Well, so which Pikmin one, is which like one are you RTS playing right now? Consoles, so, you know, um, so let's see. Uh, I went over to my brother's house the other day and I was just like, I just want to play Mario. So we just booted up Super Mario 3 mm-hmm. and made it almost all the way through that in a wow. sitting, like completed five worlds to totality. Arguably, that is the best Mario. Like, there's certain people who are like, oh, but the first one was more like I feel like it's always the debate between three and world. It's all, yeah, mm, that's, that's, that's what point. it's going to come down. And to me, I think it's got to be world. World is really good. Just because I feel like there's a little bit more to offer. And where there's just more going on. There's more secrets. There's more items. You have Yoshi. There's more paths you could take. There's, there's keys in every level. There's you know red dot levels. There's is that the first one with Yoshi? Um, whatever the first game with Yoshi is, the person who designed that that's game probably the first game that you could like play Yoshi. I think Yoshi had maybe I don't know my Mario history enough. But I think Yoshi had maybe been around as a character in the Mario universe. That's right. But that, I don't think that he had been a playable character. The first one where you can Super ride with Yoshi. The creators or the the game director came out and said that he had originally designed it to be where rather like you you know you like tell him to like hey put out your tongue or whatever where mario punches him in the back of the head (laughs) to get him to stick out his tongue and that was the like that was the concept Mm -hmm. 
And then he's like, we we later changed it to where he would point his finger and say, yes, that. <laughs> so Mario Punch wasn't in the back of the just smacking <laughs> his best friend in the back of the head. So it was like changing it from Revenge of the Jedi to Return of the Jedi is what you say. Uh, that's you know, right. You, you that's said, right. you know, hey, maybe this isn't in good taste of the character. And we should change this a little bit. <laughs> Maybe the Jedi um, aren't, aren't as vengeful as, as I first thought. However, you know, not just stuck in the totally old age. Uh, I was telling you earlier, we discussed, I did get a chance to play some of the new Super Mario mm. Odyssey What'd you uh, think? over uh, Thanksgiving on, you know, wealthier people's uh, systems. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, uh just got to play it for you know maybe an hour or two or what, something. What, what did the world look like that you were in at the time? I went to a couple ones. I mean, there there was the first one that was kind of the woodland ish. Yes, okay. World, I guess you I guess you would say. And even in just like I had been watching videos about it, but like even in just playing it, I still didn't even realize like how large this game is. It's mm, like yeah. the biggest game like ever made. Like, uh, you have, like, Mario 64, I think, is 120 stars total. And I think Mario Sunshine is the same thing where it's 120 shines total. There's 836 yep. power <laughs> moons, I believe. Yep. And then, like, depending this, on, like... Uh, what you want to do, you can buy more. Like, so you can buy all the, you can max out your number to where it's 999, oh, really? but it's like you have to like buy them with coins or whatever. So, and, I, and mm. I'm not sure what. Do the, you still have to collect them at that point? So, there's certain things after the main campaign of the game, right? There's certain other. But I think, I think they said that's only 120 power moons. Right. To, just to complete the game. Right. And then, like, you have to get a certain number. I think it's like 250 moons, and it opens up an entirely new thing. Yeah. And then I, I, I you get 500 moons, and it opens up another entirely different thing. So it's like. Yeah, I didn't even understand that because they were like, yeah, I beat the game, and then I unlocked the last level, and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Your games are different than mine, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for sure. Like, I felt like I finished the main campaign of that game, and I felt like I had only just like scratched the surface of what there was. Because yeah, like, I, mean, I went back to the other worlds, and I was like, "This is all different." You know, it's like whenever, whenever you like go move away from your hometown, and you come back, and there's like mm -hmm. a new Walmart and like all these other things, and you're like, "What? When did this all get here?" Yep, it's crazy. Hmm. But yeah, dude, I uh, I love the like the the feel of a Mario game. Like, there's nothing quite like nailing that like triple jump and stuff of like course. that. Of course, it's there. just it's just that it's just the uh, the the way that the controls work are always just on the cutting edge, as well as just the uh, the design and and functionality. You know what they choose to be the movements. You know how you jump, how far you jump, how high you jump, how fast you move, how you cut and turn. And it just, it's like these simple things that you yeah. would just think of, oh, well, we'll just do that or whatever. But there, it's that, it's that level 11, you know, type thing that seems to be in every Mario game that it just has to where it just feels right. It just feels yeah. the proper amount of, uh, of smoothness in it. And it just, I feel like gets better and better with the uh, with the games. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like about about this one, that immediately whenever I went in there, I, I felt like I knew how to do a triple jump because I'd done done it on Mario sixty four. And it's like you feel like you know how to do some of these things, and you do. And but like I, I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago, the tool set is there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's it's your skill with it that just levels up over time as as the difficulty ramps up. It's never like oh here you have a new power or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's literally just like you get better. Yeah, there, there, there's actually in this one I think believe there's like a pop up menu that tells you all of Mario's moves. Yeah, and like, you literally and like can what, go in and look at them what all. you can do. Yeah, from 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 level one you can do that, and uh, that's another great thing about Mario is 
it's so accessible to any audience because of that. Because it is on a very base level, probably relatively easy yeah. overall as far as just like a completing standpoint. Yeah. Um, but then like or said, getting success out of or getting like f- being fulfilled by it. True. Mm. True. Yeah. You know. It, yeah. Definitely. I, I, as a kid, I don't even know if I beat many Mario games. I, no. I, I don't know. Nah. You know, I jump play. into a painting, get it, get a star, and yep. you're like, "Yes, that's amazing!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, and then it also caters to like the overall like skill level of somebody who's like looking for a lot harder. Ex- of a exactly. Game. Like you know, again, like you know, you watch the videos on YouTube with some people playing it, and you're like, "That's incredible!" Like yeah. that's like a high level of of talent. Like you know, knock it or not, because it's a video game or whatever. But it's just right. like that's a lot of talent to be able to it's just the sequencing you know it's yeah. just it's your it's your brain mixed with you know knowing being familiar enough with the controls yeah. on the controller and being able to sequence those together just like playing the piano or something like right. that you know to where it's just like you know what your fingers are supposed to do and you're just trying to send that brain signal in the right pattern to do that and that's just what the game boils down to and they're able to do these incredible things like mario could throw his hat in this one and then you can jump off of your hat so then you can like jump farther than ever before so people are just like getting to places that you wouldn't even imagine possible (laughs) yeah but then they get up there and sure enough there's a power moon up there because the game just rewards you for trying to be crazy you know anything crazy you could do in this game like some crazy, stupid, sick move where you're jumping and bouncing and fall 100 feet and then throw your head again and jump even a little bit further onto a platform, and then there it is. You know, It's just like, oh, here's 500 coins for you. Good there's job. definitely times whenever I'll like spin the camera and be like, there's nothing over. Oh, there is. You know? And you're <laughs> like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely rewards you for, for exploring and everything. It's, it's a fun one. You ever watch any uh, speed runs of old Mario games? Mm-hmm. Dude, those things are crazy. I don't I watch, understand. I watch the speed runs, and then my uh, my brother Jason uh, often attempts a speed run of Mario Two. Oh. That uh, he's not not too bad at. I mean, like the world record I think that I've seen is like eight or nine minutes, and uh, he's done it around fourteen or fifteen or That's something. Not bad. It's I mean, not no, bad. not 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 terrible at all. It's and bad. it's it's a you got to get it right type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. If but you then, like one small mistake and it's like over or whatever. Yeah. But then also, I just heard about this. Have you guys ever heard about this? Uh, I don't remember the abbreviation for it, but they call it like segmented speed running. No. Where they they do a video game, you know, take Mario 64, the one that I was watching in particular was Mario Sunshine, and they do a speed run of the game, but they do it basically just like by doing sections over and over and then cutting together a speed run. That's of weird. The, of the oh, game. Oh, I don't like that it, at it's all. It's a different talent in and of itself. Because like you can get that section down to whatever, but then you can't like I don't know. That's weird. So you're yeah, saying yeah, you're no, take, it's 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 weird. You just play it over and over again and take your lowest time on each section. Es- essentially, that's that's what together, that's what it so- sounded like. Yeah, that mm. you know, and and I and I guess what would define a section would you know be something that you know has a has a cutscene in it, getting a shine or, or something like that. Right. Right. Um, that feels that feels a little a little weird because yeah yeah it, it definitely doesn't feel as as, as true as mm. far as like the skill or, or, or the art you know because that's that's half the thing of doing something well is, yeah. is showing up and doing it right you know the the person who goes to run the marathon you know it's right. just like it's you know his training is pretty boring you know yeah. right but, uh, it's like by it's the way up in doing, mile repeats you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> he could run a marathon in one hour I ran, <laughs> I ran, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which is you know, I mean, if you hey, give me like 14 <laughs> days to cut together my best miles, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be smaller than that, man. If you're really trying to maximize, you want to be doing 100 meter sprints. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, you can get those things down. Like Usain Bolt, you put put a marathon with all of his best 100 uh-huh. meters. It's like, oh, he's the best, dude. Actually, I feel like the I want to do that now. <laughs> yeah, just do gonna the stats on it. All gonna cut his... a super clip together. Of Usain all, Bolt all of his I wonder if you catch him in the same portion of his stride. Like uh, world championships and Olympic races, how long of a clip would that be if you put them all like front to back? So, I, I mean, it'd be 16 times 26, you know, whatever that would be, how many hundred meter sprints it would be. But he's done 400 meters too. Well, yeah, but his fastest would be 100 meters. Yeah, if you wanted, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. wanted to make the fastest together. clip, it would be so, 100 yeah, meters. You, you, you would need a lot of those, a lot of them. I mean that'd be awesome. It'd be crazy to watch because, like, I would feel like it would be awesome to watch because, like, all the all the like lighting would change and like the times of like his outfits and everything would change. It'd be cool to put them all on the same screen and watch them all run all at once. At I like time. how I've converted this into a podcast talking about <laughs> athletic accomplishments. I mean, I roped us into it here, guys. <laughs> we're going, we're going there, man. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, so, no, no. back back to movies. Back to, yeah, enough yeah, of yeah. this. Enough of this crap. <laughs> so, I've been playing Cuphead this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Cuphead yeah. is super awesome, and uh, it's like I will also for another another podcast potentially the whenever we discuss like games of the year and that sort of thing. Yeah, the story behind the 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 game of Cuphead is ridiculously amazing, but. Um, Cuphead like, is a really like heart wrenchingly amazing. Well, it's or, like you can get it, an abridged version. It was made don't by know. a team of like fourteen people total. But it started like, out as two guys. It started out as two brothers, and they've always like wanted to make a game, right? And so then they're like, "Oh, well, if we made a game, what would it be like?" And so they just like on their on their time, like one of them's a, a designer, one of them is a construction worker. Like their family, their their uh, their family business is concrete. Yeah. Um, up up in Canada or Michigan or whatever where they're from, and they decide, to, oh, we want to just as a hobby, like we've always wanted to make a game. Let's just make a game, like just for us, just one that we enjoy. And so they're like, okay, so the dream game would be this, and they come up with a design of this thing, and they're like, well, we love two D animation from the '30s, and they're like, you know, so we should maybe do it in that style. And they look at each other, and they're like, well, neither of us is animators, so. Let's just learn to animate. And so they <laughs> like course. they decide to learn to animate you these things. You can learn things. anything on YouTube, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so like they have these like character designs and everything. They start working along on it and uh, and they scale it down from there what their dream was to like okay, we would be happy if we could just get eight levels. Like eight bosses, we're going to make this. And then some somebody from Xbox like reaches out to them is like, hey, you know, can we use your game in in a sizzle reel at the Xbox reveal of an Xbox One reveal? And they're like, oh, cool, yeah. Here's like uh, you know two seconds of it, and then it shows, and then everybody's like, what was that one game? Wait, 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 wait. Rewind. What was that one? Like I remember watching really? that event and being yeah. like, wait, what was that? was that a game or was that a show? Was that a cartoon or was you know? And then you like you huh. watch it and you're like, what? The? They're like, it's Cuphead. And uh, so later on, in another E3 later, they have like a minute and a half long clip. Um, and they play that minute and a half long clip. And the minute and a half long clip gets like millions of views on YouTube or whatever. Well, it's, it's literally just like blowing up. And so they scale up their game again. And eventually you get the game of Cuphead. Like it's, hmm. And so they like 
they have roped in 14 people like there's cousins work on it they're like <laughs> childhood best friend did the soundtrack for it and uh and the two brothers like one of them did the like they both do the programming on it and they do the art on it and uh, one of the brothers like his wife has never drawn this style before and she like it's like hey i wouldn't mind trying out to do some of the the inks for this and so she ends up like she her first thing was better than what he was doing and so there's like oh you're inking this game now <laughs> they all quit their jobs and and uh basically start this game studio well it's mortgage, ridiculous mortgage their houses yeah, mortgage their houses whenever it's like this last thing like well we could do the dream thing but we would need x amount more money can we we mortgage the homes, get the money. And so they mortgage their homes, they get the money, and then they release this game. And within the first week or so, it's sold a million copies. Well, and it's at like 20 bucks a pop. Yeah. And so it's like, holy cow. And they own the IP. Like it's exclusive to Xbox, but they own that property. And so, like, there's Funko Pop vinyls of Cuphead. There's uh, plushies of, of Cuphead. There's uh, other, like, figures and action figures and stuff that they're, they're making. And so it's a big ridiculous success story for this tiny little studio that they started just because they were like, we've always, you know, it's, it's always been like, we want to, we want to make a game. Let's do it. <laughs> I think it's, so, it's amazing that it, like, it's all hand drawn all the, every frames hand drawn 60 yeah. frames a second. Like yeah. old it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. The, uh, the, the foreground. So all of the inks, uh, were, 60 frames a second and the backdrops are all like 24 frames per second to give it this kind of old vintage Mickey Mouse uh, look to it. So mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, it's a ridiculous feat and it's a really fun game as well. So we're talking about 3,600 frames per minute. That's insane. It's pretty ridiculous. Hand drawn. <laughs> I'm sure some were repeatable. You right, know, well like jump like... animations and like, you know, that sort of thing. But like you have yeah. the, the idle animations. Yeah, but just that, and... that, that style in general, it just has always kind of blown my mind. You know, that's how all, you know, cartoons used to be done mm, and, yeah. and TV shows and, and everything was just done exactly like that. Yeah. Where it was just people hand drawing your TV show that you're watching move before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. On television. You know, it was, it was insane. Well, yeah, well, like it always amazes me with that too is just the consistency with which they can draw the oh, character. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, it, I mean, I'm sure. Of course, you could go back and maybe find some stuff and pick it apart. Right. But I mean, well, I mean, I it think wasn't s- even a thought in my brain as, no, as, a, as a kid. Never. That just like <laughs> the interesting. I was thinking about that. I was just thinking about the Batman, and he's trying to kill a Joker. You know, <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yes. the only thing that was on my brain. <laughs> well, you think about like Darkwing Duck, and even like things that are like a little bit more cartoony, where they're they like they don't have to move like a you know like a human does or they don't have to have as consistent things like they're super consistent from like you pause it and you're like well that's still dark wing duck and yeah. that blows my mind because like mm-hmm. if i draw one thing i'm like hey let me draw this again but in a slightly <laughs> different pose it's like no no way that's happening it's three times the size of the person <laughs> <that you're doing. laughs> it's got a giant giant like ear hanging yeah, out over here the, it's always the the eyes or the ears or something you know the hands I remember that, like it's some interviews on on uh, from the animators of like Beauty and the Beast, and they were like the movie Beauty and the Beast was one of the least consistent from frame to frame mm. Disney movies that huh. exists. And, but it's like to my eye, I'm like, I don't know, I don't wouldn't be ever be able to tell. But he was like, yeah, he's like, I you know, we didn't do as good of a job about like keeping it from frame to frame. But mm-hmm. it blows my mind. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. Cool. So, around the 200th episode of uh, this podcast, we did a thing, uh, a quiz game, called Netflix and Quiz. 
I have a variation of said game called Star Wars and Quiz. Wait, didn't I play Netflix and Quiz? I think you did. You did, in fact. I don't yeah. think I did well, though. No, none of us did, because... Well, I think no, you did, did really well. No, it was, it was just a weird opposite. game. Everybody did too well. Yeah, it was, it was like it happened like everybody <laughs> guessed the movie before I was done reading the description. Oh, that's what it was. That's what, yeah, that. that's that's right. But this that's game, right. I mean, whoever that description writer is, great job. <laughs> <laughs> you accurately described the movie. I mean, sometimes that, that's hard. Yeah. yeah, to accurately oh, describe like the in, plot like, of Jurassic sentences. Park. You know, it's like hmm. <laughs> it's it's hard. It, uh, my friend John Pickens is my favorite movie movie summary guy to go to. You know, I, I just need to like get him to like give me like ten movie summaries, and then <laughs> yes. I'll just like sprinkle them on the podcast. Yes, you know, occasionally you sprinkle them on the That's, podcast. <laughs> we, should, well, we should have him back on for Netflix and Quiz, and have him write the description. That's right. He need, like it needs to be like an exclusive thing to where he writes the descriptions. Oh, I, like that. I feel like this is a this is a thing that's brewing right yeah. now. It's, it's yeah. the next two hundred fifty. When is two hundred fifty episode coming up? I mean, sometime in the spring. It's coming up sometime soon. Yeah, we're only we're at two thirty nine right now. Wow. So it's uh it's a mere ten or eleven episodes that away. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right, but it's it's correct. All right, so this game. I have a bunch of Star Wars trivia with the movie coming out okay. mere days from now. Are we competing against each other? Uh, yeah, how do you want to do this? Do I don't you know. Want to compete like, against is there each a way other? to compete against? I'm going to lose. I mean, I mean like, I'll give Chris sure like a five second is. buffer on every song, on every question. I mean, <laughs> okay. So I like I have looked through some of these, and some of them are, are easy, and some of them are really hard. We'll just, we'll, we'll, yeah. Let's just, just, we can keep score, but he's going to win. I mean, <laughs> that's going to happen for sure. Um, all right, so here we go. And it is multi- like there are multiple choice as okay. well. Do you want me to read the options? Let's just start with the question. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll start go, with we'll the question and, yeah. uh, and go from there. Like I said, some of them are easy, some of them are hard. Above which planet does the Cloud City hover? Bespin. Oh, he just jumps on it. Nice. All right. <laughs> I have to get the points where I can. That's All right. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then what silicone-based life form can exist in no atmosphere? What silicone-based life form? Yeah. In the ex- Star Wars universe? Can exist with, in no atmosphere. Yeah. I feel like if I, if I uh, read these, this one, it might, might be obvious. But I'll give you the options now. I definitely don't. I definitely don't. Uh, I mean, I could throw some. Throw some. Uh, Tauntauns, wampas, Derecrete slugs, or giant space slugs. <laughs> what is that a thing in Star Wars? <laughs> giant space slugs. All right, I agree with John that this has now become incredibly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> is it? Is it B? <laughs> <laughs> Jared, no. do you do you want to do you want to throw it out there? Space slugs. Yes, yeah, giant space slugs. Remember when are giant space slugs in the Star <laughs> Wars universe? Empire Strikes Back when they're inside the slug. This is no cave. <laughs> That's a giant space slug. That's a giant. Space do they ever slug. call it a giant space slug? Uh, I don't know how I know it's called a giant space slug. To be honest, <laughs> I mean it. Uh, it bro- moves faster than any slug I've seen. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a space slug. Man. It's a fair okay. point, bro. That's a fair. I mean, there's no atmosphere to like resist it. Yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm trying to live life without the, gravity. Because that's the slug's problem. <laughs> that's the why the slugs are being kept down. It's the atmosphere, man. You bring those things to space, they're all sprinting everywhere. They're Usain slug everywhere, you know? All right, the next one is, what did Yoda 
levitate out of the water. X-Wing. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's... Whom did Han Solo tell Chewbacca he had to take care of? He has to take care of Leia. The, yeah, the princess. you got it. Oh. I think he says the princess, though. Yeah, he says Princess Leia is okay. the uh, is the exact thing here. And the, I think the, he just says the princess in the movie, though. The princess. Is this, is this you got to take care of her now. I feel like what? you might have uh, you might have outsmarted the trivia, Jared. <laughs> when does he, when does he say that? Right before he goes into carbonite. Oh, okay. Oh, man, he's having a, his his last heart to heart with Chewie. Okay. There's there's a a medium difficulty one and then a really hard one, and I'm very interested on the really hard one to see if if Jared could potentially get I mean, it. Probably. Okay. All right. So the the uh, the moderately difficult one is, uh, what was wrong with R five D four on Tatooine? As another hint, it's a bad, Luke bad, shouts it out. I, I know what it is. Oh, you know uh, what it is? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a bad somethingator. <laughs> what what aiders? What type it's, of aiders? It's almost, it's, oh, I know. The answer, it, it, it's, it's almost cliche, you know, the term that they use. You know, this droid that just doesn't have the gumption to, to move along. Motivator? Yes. Bad motivator. It's got a bad motivator. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Wait, what was bad the hard motivator. one? You didn't read the hard okay, one. Okay, the really hard one. Okay, okay. We're going to dive in here. In which... Trash compactor were the rebel heroes trapped in after uh, attempting to rescue oh, Princess Leia. Whew. <laughs> I don't know specifically. The only things that I can jump to is uh, when the stormtroopers are talking about where they are. They're like, they may be splitting up. They're on levels uh, five and six now. Um, mm. Okay, so we're gonna which, we're gonna use that which, knowledge. I'm gonna give you the four choices. Okay. And okay. you can see if oh, you I get... forgot there were choices. So it's choice... only extra points to get it. Right. That's before, right. That's before right. Before the choices. <laughs> choice <laughs> A 42 6. Choice B 32 5 3 8 2 7. C 32 4 D 42 I, I know, 9. I know it. I know it. I know it. 38 3 8 2 7. Yes, three eight two seven for sure. Uh, oh no, no, it's uh, yeah, th- uh, yeah, the three eight two seven one. Yep, the you one got that because I know the three eight two seven five three eight two seven. Where are we? That's crazy, dude. Those are just random it's sequences of numbers. Three eight two seven. <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. Those are random sequences of numbers. Just remembering. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got what did C three PO thank the maker for? This is on Tatooine. Oh, I know. He for the oil bath. There it is. This oil bath is going for to be so oil bath. good. <laughs> he was really excited for that oil bath. Oh, he was pretty dusty. I mean, it's it's Tatooine. It's a desert yeah. planet. My joints right. are so frozen, I'm likely to fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> According to Princess Leia, to which planet was she on a diplomatic mission? Alderaan. There it is. She's going to Alderaan? I thought she was from well, Alderaan. Yeah, but she's on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Oh, okay. That was the easy one. I, I expect the bottom ones to be really, like, really there's just hard. There's two questions on every card over yeah, there's there. there's two questions on every card, and this one actually has... There must be... Like, there's rules to this game, obviously, that we're not playing by, but there's, like, a steal... And oh, uh, like that. good. And so this one is like I guess you draw the card and you ask the people around you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you so, need to dig through and find like the hardest questions that you can. I mean, uh, from what, what cell block was Chewbacca supposedly being transferred as part of Luke Skywalker's no, plan no, no, to I, rescue? I, I got that one. Princess I got that Leia. one. I, got, I just got to think about it. Okay. Uh, 
See, that one feels real hard to me because again, it's just a random sequence uh, no, of no, numbers. Prison, prisoner, prisoner transport to cell block. It's again like it's something like one eight two seven or something like that. So the choices are. Oh, if it, if you give me choices, I'll get it for sure. Okay, <laughs> so let me do the choices. Two, uh, cell block two eight seven, cell block eight zero one two, cell block one forty nine, cell block eleven thirty eight. First one. No. No, 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 it's eleven thirty eight. Of course, it's eleven thirty eight. Of course, thx eleven thirty eight. Mm. Oh man, mm, mm. George Lucas, he's sneaky. He is sneaky. Uh, how many Tie Fighters make up a typical attack squadron? Three. That is incorrect. No idea. This is a hard one. Here is what I thought. How many Tie Fighters make up a typical squad? Attack squadron. The uh, options. I, I do not know the answer. The options are twelve, twenty, fourteen, or ten. Everyone at home is probably screaming at their podcast. You know, yeah, I know. Just... Help me out. Uh, 10. The answer is 12. Mm. Don't know why, but the answer is 12. I don't know when that would have been referenced either, other than if you literally counted on your screen, like when I mean, they that, sent out another uh, squadron. I don't know about that. Because I would have thought three like three as well, because like they come in the attack uh, formation with, with Vader with three. Um, and then what? This is an easier one. What were the Rebels de- targeting in their attack on the Death Star? The exhaust port. Yes. I would not have gotten that one. Really? I might have if I really thought about it, but not that fast, bro. Mm -hmm. That was a fast one. Um, On what level of the Death Star was Princess Leia being held prisoner? Jared kind of referenced, like, you have two Um, options right now. On what? On what level level of the Death Star was Princess Leia being held prisoner? levels yeah. is the death star too I mean, like a lot, you would, i mean you would think yeah and so like hmm, it's it's interesting to me this uh the answer to this one oh uh, as a guy i would say eight it's five it's five you said they're between okay. levels five and what, five, five and five and six five and six and so, so i would have i would have probably down guessed into six. the trash compactor so i was thinking you know they may be higher than six yeah that's what i was thinking too but like I would have said six and then they went down to five. But I don't know. Like it seems mm. like you have hundreds of levels or thousands of levels on this Death Star. You're on level five. Like that just seems Yeah, like really... the cell block is up at the top of the Death Star. Yeah, I guess. I believe Princess Leia's actual cell is 2138. Mm. We'll have to see if that's She's down the hollow cell block 2138. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. But then again, Jared, you could have said any sequence of numbers. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. As confidently as <laughs> you just did. Know. And it would have sounded right to me. Um, which weapon short-circuited droid electrical systems? A bowcaster, an ionization blaster, a lightsaber, or a blaster rifle? Ionization blaster. There it is. Mm. I have no idea. I, where is this information? <laughs> oh, we had a we had a book just like with we had one book that was just Star Wars ships. Told you like everything. About this, like, you know, like the capacity of how many people could be on the Death Star, how many people worked on the Death Star, uh, you know, what what the pilot's regulations were on the TIE Fighter. I mean, all that stuff. And the same thing with, like, weapons. Han Solo's Blaster, DL-44. That's that's amazing amazing. to me. Uh, Where (laughs) did Luke Skywalker, quote, bullseye womp rats? You know what, Chris? Uh, Some kind of canyon. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Beggar's Canyon. Back Beggar's home. Canyon. Yeah, there you go. You will never guess what what I just picked up. What type of weapon did Han Solo carry? Oh my gosh! A DL forty four blaster. Yes, that is exactly what it says here. Oh man! And then what did Luke Skywalker notice about R two D two as he was cleaning him on the Lars homestead? Yeah, a car- message. A lot, lot of carbon built up. Yeah, okay. he had a lot of carbon scoring. It's carbon scoring. Sco- I'm sorry. Uh, scoring. Scoring. Yeah. The other options on that one, <laughs> he was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he was dirty. He had worn treads, or his server motor was faulty. Like I just looked, he was dirty. <laughs> just that was that. Boy, you're so dirty. <laughs> oh man, there's so dirty. <laughs> How many quad laser cannons did the Millennium Falcon have? Mm, two. Yes, you are correct. One up top, one below. All right, I'm trying to look for one good one to like end on here. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, here we go. Mm. Here's an interesting one, and I'm wanting to, because Jared, you know, because of your books, I'm interested to see. Do you know hmm. what does Thai stand for? Oh, I know that one. T I E. I just looked this up the other day, Chris. Do you know? I don't know if I remember. Uh. All of the options they have are garbage. Twin ion engine. You are correct. Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. That's right. And no. that is Star Wars and Quiz. <laughs> Thank you all for playing. So we excited for Star Wars? Oh, man. I'm super excited for Star Wars. Super pumped. So what? Is, so we're seeing it at 6 p.m. Are you seeing it at 6 somewhere, no, we're seeing it at 7.15 mm. in a recliner theater ah. with assigned seats. Bro, you nice. better like text us like, right afterwards. My first experience in a recliner theater. I've been saving it up. Nice. Saving. <laughs> People <laughs> invite you to the movies all the time. Is it a recliner theater? Uh, no, I'm kind of saving that for a special occasion. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if you want to swing by here afterwards, we're going to be reviewing it. Oh, the pop-in review? Pop-in yeah, pop review. review. Like, the give us give us your, like, five-minute, like, hey, here's what I think, and then pop out. <laughs> tell, us, tell us how wrong we are. It could it could happen. Pop-in, pop-out. At the very least, you need to uh, need to text us. Oh, yeah. This is the thing. They can't kill Han Solo again. <laughs> so, at least I don't have to worry about that emotional bomb. <laughs> but, bro, they can... They can do I know, all sorts do of, other of other things, things your, but you know, uh, your favorite they characters. kill your favorite character. You were saying uh, as we were eating wings before this podcast, this very podcast, that you were surprised how like emotionally attached you are to the new characters, or how like invested in their storylines. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't you even are. say emotionally attached, but yeah, de- definitely curious to see their stories uh, develop uh, as as well. You know, it's kind of a little bit over the hump of. Uh, just wanted to see original trilogy stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm stoked that Luke is going to be kind of way more in the forefront of this film. And I can't wait to see, and or maybe cannot wait to see. Who knows what Luke's character <laughs> is going to be? He's, he's a wild card. He hasn't said a single word since Return of the Jedi. Not at all. <laughs> That seems weird. And, uh, <laughs> he probably has. I just don't know if we've been a part of the conversation. You know, just, <laughs> Literally, credits roll on Return of the Jedi. He never says another word until now. He's just, <laughs> people, people ask him how he's doing. He just waves, you know. Just waves or just like force pushes them away. Just yeah, like, he's just like, <laughs> get out of my space. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely excited just to, uh, just to see 
where it goes, uh, just from a story element. I think that's uh, the best thing that at least you could be striving for in Star Wars is just to uh, have a great character-driven story that you're interested in and that evolves and kind of throws you for a couple loops along the way. I'm amped to see uh, Ryan Johnson's directed this mm-hmm. movie. Yep. I'm yeah. excited to see it because I want to s- figure out, like, they've been... Re- Lucasfilm has been like, oh, let's give him three movies. Like, give him a whole other trilogy. And I'm like, man, you must really love this movie. It's quite yeah. a quite a show of faith, for sure. And so I guess going into this movie, I'm like, hopefully I like it, because there's going to be a whole other trilogy of Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if will... you don't like it, just like just know that he can't mess up this timeline anymore. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's characters. why. Maybe that's why, Chris. <laughs> They're like, let's get him out of these characters, but yeah, still in the universe. They're not even like releasing that other trilogy. Like, it's just like a fake thing that they have him doing. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They're like, yeah, Ryan, you're here. You're working on movies. All right. All right. We'll go back to JJ. The best description of something you sent me. That was a great description. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll recap it. Here's here was my thoughts when I heard that Ryan Johnson <laughs> got the new trilogy. Uh, instantly, my thought of the way that that had to go down <laughs> was. That they there was well reported that they wanted Ryan Johnson to do episode nine. They were very pleased with episode eight, wanted him to carry it on into episode nine. And, uh, and he was like, no, and just kind of wanted to go do his own thing, wanted to start making his own movies again, different stories, uh, stuff that maybe has a little bit more freedom doing. And you know, they're like, man, we get that. That's cool. You know, no, no big deal. We understand. And like the next day, they're like, hey, but why don't you just go do that? But with us, <laughs> and we'll just give you a sandbox of the Star Wars brand, and you can just create like literally whatever you want. Like you don't have to like reference anything or be a part. Just literally, just whatever's in your brain. Uh, we're banking on that. That's probably pretty cool. So you know, there, there you go. You know? Well, why don't you just do that? But with Star Wars, with us. With us. <laughs> He's like, well, you got me. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, what I was planning on the whole time. <laughs> if I had like great movie ideas and been like, and somebody was just like, yes, but you could do them, but with Star Wars, yeah. I would be like, yeah, absolutely, I'm in. Yep, Done. every movie idea I had, I can definitely just to put the Star Wars spin on that. No, we problem. can add some force. We can add some smuggling. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> put some Wookies in. Yeah, rather than cars, spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. It's enough fun talking about the things that we love. It's now time to talk about... Too happy. (laughs) It's now time to talk about all of the things that we didn't like in movies this year. This is going to take a warm-up. I'm too happy to even talk about... You know, this stuff. So, you know, Jared, you step ease. out, step out, you know, slap yourself a few times. Like, you guys to get toe. started, start trashing stuff. Okay. And I mean, we're going to be waxing poetic about all of the things that we <laughs> loved about the, the year 2017 in entertainment in a couple of weeks. Mm. Whenever we do our like recap, our, our, like, our best Show. ofs and like those types of things. But right now, this is the one moment. Let's just chunk this out and be like, okay, let's spend some time. Picking apart the things, the small elements in movies, maybe the global entire movie, the plot point, whatever, of that we didn't like. So, how do you guys want to do this? Want to do like top five for each person? Like how each bring five different things to the table, kind of go around, see mm. what we have. Sure, that's fine. All right, who maybe wants top to? Threes. Top, top threes. Top threes. Okay. Top five seems, threes. You know, fifteen three. things. You know, that, that, seems, I, that seems like a lot, a lot to, to. Seems like a lot of downers. <laughs> <laughs> 
we don't want we don't want to like just depress our audience, you know, that much. You know? <laughs> for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, so who wants to begin? I I have an issue with <laughs> that's the start of everyone. With, I feel like uh, this yes, is like I a festi- issue. This is like a festivist <laughs> thing with, with airing of grievances with Superman's mustache or lack thereof in <laughs> Justice League. I knew this was Actually, coming at some point. It's more than just the mustache; it's his full beard that they should have just left in the movie because it looked awesome. But they replaced his entire chin, teeth, mouth with some other guys who's not as good looking as Henry Cavill's. What's crazy? Thank you very to me. much. I appreciate the platform to air this grievance. What's crazy to me about that one is like, dude was just dead, like for a minute here. Like we, we can't have well, like kind of maybe explained it to where it's like, oh, his metabolism was slow, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Like, like it really would be, but. His facial hair just grew over five years, you know? He had facial hair at one point in the comics with the black suit, mind you. So... They could have just left it in. Oh, yeah. Jared, you seem like you're not okay with the leave it in strategy. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm I'm very, very okay with it. I think think that the black suit mainly is what caught me. That that should have been you. Oh, definitely. I agree. And... and, Dude, there's so this many. Is, this is Chris's time. You know? <laughs> no, it's me. There are so <laughs> many more issues with that movie as well. But I did know that the mustache was going to come up. If, if you weren't going to bring it up, yeah, yeah, I was going to bring it up because yeah. watching Henry Cavill's jaw like kind of you know morph and be weird for that entire movie was very. It was strange. that, and then it was his smile. Normally, can, Henry Cavill has this smile you can kind of just melt into and just stare at, and it sucks you, you could in, not man. in this movie. His <laughs> teeth were the size of chiclets. Gosh. <laughs> Chicklets, man. Oh, yeah. That's, so, that's, that's mine. That's that's your yeah. first one? Okay. Jared, do you have one or do you want me to go? Do you want no, no, more no, negativity I'll, before you dive no, in? No, no, no. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go. And uh, in the same, we'll say, genre hmm. as that, because uh, it kind of is a little specific to uh, trends in DC films right now, because uh, I have an issue. I would like to start and say, um, and that issue is that I'm tired of movies that the third act has to just escalate and end in this giant fiery explosion fest. Hmm. And it's especially common in DC, even Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, dude. Which was like this kind of really grounded, you were either in the Amazon or you were in World War II and then suddenly it was like, and then Ares is a god, and he rains fire <laughs> down, and everything is falling yeah. apart. It's like, what's wrong with just like a simple character villain that you just have to have a throwdown with at the end, and you know, tussle it out, shake hands afterwards, you win, good guy. You know, I'll go away for a while, and uh, and end it that way. It all it doesn't always have to be uh, the apocalypse. I, in, so in my mind, in, in our Wonder Woman review, I said the similar thing where I was just like, "Yeah, the, I loved this movie. The only thing that I didn't like about it, like the almost the only thing that I didn't like about like the way that 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 origin story kind of like shook out was that at the end of it, like we do all this stuff about usurping the expectations of what a superhero movie is, or like mm-hmm. you know she's caring, she like all, all of this stuff, all of this, the side characters are interesting and stuff, and then you get to the end and it literally just turns into every other superhero movie where it's like there's a there's a big giant thing. Go punch it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems just like straight like a studio mandated uh, thing of just like, well, but it's got to end with massive explosions. I mean, and even you go beyond that, you know, to just something like the first Avengers film or X Men Apocalypse or 
just almost almost any superhero film nowadays that it's just like yeah. Thor Ragnarok e- even. Yep. And that and that film was good in a lot I of ways. But how do we book. come to the conclusion? Well, it's got to be with spoilers. Asgard <laughs> falling apart. And being destroyed by not only Hela, but then we've re- revived this giant fiery beast to come and destroy her, and that will also destroy everything else. And it's like, oh, it's just tiring. You're just you're just sick of everything having to be so large. So, Christy, do you have anything to add before I move on to to my first grievance? I agree with that. That is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I. Have a grievance. Okay. And it's along those lines, but I have a grievance with the movie Logan. I love the movie Logan. Okay. But the end of the movie Logan, as Chris has pointed out numerous times, it ends with the only thing that is a challenge for Logan is another Logan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that battle is... Just anticlimactic with that movie. It, it doesn't end in a giant explosion fest. Like, so, no, no, no. you know, good on them for that. But it has to end with an evil Logan to fight. I think it, I think I mentioned on the podcast that, it, that it, 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 what it turns into, it's Wolverine on a budget. You know, it's what, it's what it is. You know, it's, it's, hey, we can't afford another big name actor, so we well, already have one. Let's just, <laughs> more must be better. Just, just do the same scene twice. Um, as well as I think it's, it's partly along the lines of just like, you know, you've created this character that's so powerful. What could ever beat him but himself? You <laughs> a know, younger I, version of himself. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think that was, you know, uh, aside from budget constraints, was partly, you know, their purpose in the film. And I, yeah. and I get it. I think yeah. I think it's a valid complaint. Well, I think it would have been cooler uh, to, you know, maybe bring Sabretooth back into the picture or something like that that could have been a little more interesting. In a weird way, like, Wolverine has always been at battle with himself. Yeah. And they just made it physical. Like, they, they literally took this mm-hmm. thing that's like, oh, he's at battle with, whether it's, oh, he's at battle with his past that he doesn't remember, or he's at battle with his uh, desire to, like, stay and teach these kids versus, like, bail and be a, be it a bad boy, you know? Uh, whatever it is. They took that and made it physical, mm. and it was it was a problem. <laughs> yeah, I largely have two problems with any superhero story. Either A, they take away their powers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't want to watch that movie anymore <laughs> <laughs> or read that story. Or B, they just throw themselves up. Like, it's like Zod. Zod is basically Superman. Yeah. Like, the only way, like, really? <laughs> yeah. This is the most creative you can get is Superman faces off against Superman. <laughs> Logan su- faces off against Logan. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. All right, Chris, we're back yeah. around to you. Okay. I have a big problem with everything in Pirates of the Caribbean, the new mm. one, <laughs> except for the ending. <laughs> okay. It was the three-hour movie just to get to the part that it I've been waiting two, for it 10 was years. two hours. Okay. Fun fact, it was the shortest Pirates of the Caribbean really? ever made. Really? It seemed longer. Thank God, yeah. Bro, that movie <laughs> felt so long. Felt pretty long. Uh, I don't even remember the end. Chris refreshed my brain. Oh, it's when that, you know, finally Elizabeth cool. Swan and. Um, Are you talking Will, about like the very, very uh, end? Very, the, very like, end. The Dude, last scene of the movie where if, he just kisses Kieran Knightley? If they had just like come up with credits, you, you see Jack Sparrow walking down the street, and then you get that scene and you left, that would have been a better movie. <laughs> and I would have loved it. So 
I, I agree with you, Chris. I feel like we could have taken that ending and put it at the end of the previous movies mm. and it would <laughs> yeah, have been just, fine. Just re-release them. Yeah, That's like right. you have, you have the, the first one, which was a masterpiece uh, of cinema. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, uh, the Curse of the Black Pearl, one of the best movies. I mean, that's, my, what, that's like, the only thing, my top movies. That's the only thing yeah. this franchise is writing on it. And then you had the other two, right? Put it at the end of the third one. Well, where like four, dude. You know, I know, the, the, but the fourth one was, again, was it was largely a, a complete aside, just yeah. like this one was. Yeah, yeah. But like on the end of the third one, you could have just slipped this scene. No need for any other movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Reunited. Everything's good. The only other thing that I actually enjoyed about that movie uh, was Barbosa's storyline throughout. Kind so. of. I don't know. <sighs> Man, I, I wish I did. But, but again, I feel like... Uh, obviously, Jack Sparrow is, and then Barbosa is too. Now, to where it's just it's like a derivative of his of his own character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where it's, it's just true. like you you've taken something that everybody you know it's it's like playing a game of telephone or something where like you have this nice vision of something and then like you tell it to somebody and then that person tells it to somebody for like a thousand times. Then at the end, it's just not even that thing anymore. It's just a shell of what it was. And I felt like his character was. Even even more so to that, and they kind of even tried to play into that, I guess, with him kind of being just kind of in a bad spot and not yeah. happy with his crew or captain or life. But man, I mean, Barbosa was just like was this was was the villain of the yeah. first one. It was a great yeah. villain. Was 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 terrorizing and uh, and but at the same time was uh, I don't want to say relatable. But you understood him. You understood his you understood character the motivation. and his motivations for for what he was doing, to where it made uh, his conflict with everyone all the more real and impactful. Yeah. you know between him and Jack. Yeah, I uh, I agree, but I think that was largely a misstep that happened, you know, earlier. But like the whole idea of him, like you know, having having the daughter and get, like, getting getting some redemption that way. I like the plot, the idea of that storyline. Mm-hmm. Rather than the actual execution of that storyline, the you know the execution, not on point, but the idea, I liked that. So yeah, Jared, we are on back around to you. It's fine. I, I've got I've got mine. I have an issue, uh, and uh, my mine is over a, a broad scope of movies, and I'll make a couple of honorable mentions here. But I'm sick of not being able to convey a story is i guess what what i would say i feel like so many movies and maybe in a certain light that story makes sense whatever if you understood the right things but movies shouldn't be challenging to me you know it shouldn't be this like tiresome thing of like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna pay attention to every word so i can put it together so it makes sense and uh i feel like so many movies are that where they try to be so complicated and have so many storylines interweaving throughout or so many, you know, this act where so many things are going on in that act, you know, there's like four or five different parties that are doing four or five different things that all connect and you need to understand how those all connect. Otherwise you won't understand why the story is significant. Mm. And it, and it's so, it, like I said, tiring. It is Hit me with it's, some examples. So some examples to me, a uh, big one on my mind would be Guardians of the Galaxy 2. For me, and I and yep. I've and I've watched it again since then, and it was still kind of like, man, it's just kind of like hard to like really like follow and like understand what's going on and why it's going on and when it's going on, where it's going yeah. on. <laughs> so then to to have a contrast of that, and obviously we talked about it and talk about it more, you know, of, of Star Wars. You can talk about a story like the very first Star Wars: A New Hope. It's like the most simple movie like ever made. Like there's there's a person on a planet. One way or another, he finds out that he's powerful 
or has the potential to be they're going to go on this mission to save the princess. They save the princess. They go to another to take her home, and then they figure out that the threat has come to them, and they have to go face the threat and destroy the threat. And that's it. It's just a super simple story to follow. What makes the story great is the actual scenes that you're writing and the dialogue that you're writing in those scenes and the characters that you're developing and why you care about them. Some other examples would be uh, if anybody saw the, the new f- the film of Valyrian City of a Thousand Planets would be an, another one. I, I know you guys... I really ne- wanted to see that. I wanted to see it. it. And I would even say it's worth seeing just to like kind of check it out. I think it's kind of a cool movie just because um, I think it's visually original is I guess what I would, uh, what I would say mm-hmm. to where it's... You know, even kind of shocking. It's and, got some unique designs exactly, that I haven't very, seen something very like Very unique before. designs and contrasts, and the whole premise of the movie is this planet that is basically amassed, like, just, it's it's like a hub, where, like, tons of different cultures and planets and people come there and kind of leave their imprint on that planet, so there's so much different things going on on that planet that you can see and go to and it's in a space age setting. So it can be done at a drop of a hat. You know, yep. you're, you're in a casino and then you pull back a curtain and, and you're on a beach or something like that. You know, it's, so it's very cool and very, uh, different kind of creatures that you just haven't really seen before that are, that are very kind of nice. But then from this story element, you're just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's going on. Yeah. And I don't care about what's going on. Yeah. And, part of, and part of that's with the lead actor, uh, Dan DeHaan. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, who's just not having a great year. He was in another movie called uh, Cure for Wellness, which again was the same kind of thing to where like it started off kind of cool, this kind of Alfred Hitchcocky. He's got to go out to this uh, hospital in like the Swiss Alps that... Uh, there's just kind of some strange things like they. It's another th- movie that I thought the plot and the, the, they, the premise sounded cool. They think that like cool. the elderly people at the hospital are being like forced to stay there, and so he's kind of going and trying to like investigate that without really investigating it, um, and then it just kind of spirals. But then it just like keeps spiraling to where like you kind of want it to just be this simple plot of like okay, mm. there's probably some mastermind behind this that is doing that and like, he has like Scooby Doo and he has some kind of reason for doing that that's you know fairly simple <laughs> but it, kids. but again it kind of you know like we were talking about with Wonder Woman to escalating to this huge plot in the end it escalates to where it's something like this vampire god that's like <laughs> been been living for the last 2000 years wow. and had a daughter and then he's like forcing his daughter <laughs> To uh, like stay young or something by using the blood of the. I would never have seen that it, coming. It, it's say, it goes crazy. It, it just goes like too much in. It's not even done in a way to where like you even understand wow. it. It's just kind of like, okay, yeah, this is clearly weird. What's going on? You know, <laughs> That's it, it's super like weird. to Why? me, to me, it's like it was like the bad version of Get Out. Like you know, Get Out, Get Out was was kind of that way, but it was done very well, and you know, the plot unfolded, which was still unexpected but was very kind of easy to digest and understand what was going on. It's mm. awesome. I totally understand now. I get it. So yeah, sim- sim- simpler plots, more impactful. Would, I would, would, would be. have a grievance against a movie that I also enjoyed a lot of, and it was the ending of War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. 
You're talking I, about like the very, very ending or I'm just like ta- the whole third act? This is obviously act. spoilers for yeah. War of the Planet of the Apes, this whole, right? Listen, if you haven't realized by now, this whole podcast is full of spoilers. Full of yeah, whenever you hear the title of a movie that you want to you hear watch later, like skip forward 15 seconds. Well, and seconds. heads up, we're going to be talking about movies of 2017. Um, <laughs> That's true. The entire concept of it is <laughs> so, like, oh, you know, so, okay. So, so War for the Planet of the Apes, the ending, it ends Caesar's story... Okay. In such a weird, random act of trivial violence, that, where like the the random dude that he kind of just left alive early in the movie kills him, yeah, for like no reason. Where it's like it wasn't like Caesar was in the act of like saving anyone whenever this was happening. It was just at the end of the movie, and in in such a series like it, the war, the Planet of the Apes, the modern Planet of the Apes movies are such intentional movies where they yeah. they present ideas and ask really hard questions uh, mm-hmm. of the audience members you know and and even in that very movie they're asking things about like the main villain of the movie you know whenever caesar basically leaves him to commit suicide rather yeah. than killing him right there like that's a hard question right yeah and that one was wonderful like it was done really well mm-hmm. but this one it's intentional that they had this i forget who shot him who who, who it, shot it was the random kid that they left alive at the beginning of the movie like they capture him or whatever and they leave him alive right that's 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 right maybe i didn't realize that it was that that kid or whatever but yeah he was just like up on the wall and just like shot him it was just like pretty simple right well, yeah it was just well i think he was in he was in the pen which the staging of it didn't make sense because like this big battle's raging outside and the kid has been inside of like the uh, the the cages where the the apes were just being held and he's there mm-hmm. for a really long time until Caesar comes out and then he kind of just walks out and shoots him and that moment right there I was just like well where have you been the entire you know last twenty minutes but then also it's like the point of those movies like I've never really gotten the the message of there are random things, random terrible things that happen in life, and then you just live with them, other than that one moment. Like, there's never been, like, it's always, like, do the right thing and good things happen, or, like, do, you know, you you make the really hard choice rather than the, the easy one about, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's battle, whether whatever it is, and people will end up like better off. Like you're better off because you made that good choice and you're worse off whenever you make the wrong choices. Yeah. And so that is the one moment where that entire theme is just thrown to the wind and been like, Nope, it's out random act of tragedy that kills this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely just seemed like, uh, you know, well, we wanted him to die, you know, type, they so needed the trilogy to be over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, they even say that it's you know there's probably going to be more too. You know whether whether you know, obviously not necessarily with Caesar, but that there'll be more Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's and I I loved a lot. I loved like the first half of that film like so much. Like if I could just take the first half of that film, like for me, like I'd probably say like best movie of the year. Like I, I oh yeah, the the first half yeah yeah like yeah. just absolutely loved it Impa- even just impactful and just yeah. serious and totally and it just like it made you like at least me like really like feel something and just like you felt the mm-hmm. weight of the situation and how terrible it was mm-hmm. that it is not a good thing that you're at this war with people um, and then you bring it even that was just like the first scene then you bring it even more personal then they're in your home and they literally kill your family mm. or whatever and you in this family that Caesar has has built 
over all these years or whatever. And man, just like from that point, I was just like, this is incredible. I cannot wait to see what happens after this. And then the third act just really didn't go the way that I didn't really like. Well, the, whole, the, the prison camp stuff is cool. Like, I don't know. I didn't really like the no, prison like camp that. thing. Like I, I just wanted it to be something different than that, I guess. Again, maybe I wanted it to be like kind of, I, I liked when it was just like, okay, it's just going to be Caesar and his three crones or whatever, and they're going to go off and find who killed his family, and they're going to have you know some kind of some kind of face-off. I think it was interesting, uh, like that is around the point where they start making decisions that are odd, like where they're like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to leave the forest, even Mm -hmm. though we know that they're out there and they're going to capture us or whatever. Like those small little, like there's some decisions that are made throughout there that 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 next section of the movie, I guess it would Mm -hmm. be about the halfway point of the movie, like just after that. So act the middle of act two or something like that, where things start happening and you're like, I don't know why we're making these choices. Well, and, some of it doesn't make sense. We talked about this on the review. You can go look, mm-hmm. read the review where it's like that. You know, that, okay, you you're you're watching that group, and then they disappear for like what a day, yeah. and then all of a sudden they catch all the monkeys, mm-hmm. and yeah. then they're back at the base. Like that that was that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> and and so I mean, like that that they middle section into them. feels a little messy. Feels like it could have been done a little bit better mm-hmm. to to get to the uh, the the. Um, Oh, what, do, what is it? The uh, the camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then whenever you end up breaking them out or whatever, I'm like, okay, this is sweet. You have a little bit of uh, like Deus Ex Machina with the other army coming in and like battling them. Yeah, I didn't like that either. That feels here's, a little unintentional. Here's what could have made the whole movie, though, and turn it around. Here's what I wanted to happen while okay. I was watching it. Okay. The other army's coming in, <laughs> and I see it coming in. And they even get all up to the gates, and they're all standing there, and they're snowing, got their hoods up, and I'm like, that's all going to be apes. Chris yep. said the same thing! I was yep. like, that whole army's going to be apes. Yep. In the review! And it's going to be an amazing... Yep. Like, just just what like a thing that you don't even understand, and it'll like a total just like, well, wait for the sequel or whatever, I, I guess, whatever, and like should have almost ended it right there. <laughs> like yep. a hard cut? Though, yeah. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like Chris that's, mentioned that's, the same man, thing. Man, that's though, really dude. like while I was watching it, I was like, they're yeah. all going to pull off their hoods, and it's going to be apes. Yep. Interesting. And like you know that they're having this little battle right here. Humans, oh humans, they're the best. But but then little did they know that the whole world beyond them was already yep. apes outside of that, and that the humans were actually already the minor, the minority in I'm the world. S- like I, I'm still disappointed that that didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that movie. Uh, yeah, that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> and I feel like that would have been, like I said, that that would have been. Thinking, but my my specific problem is like the idea because, like I said, they present mm-hmm. these massive like moral quandaries, these amazing like think pieces, and then they have this one random act mm-hmm. end it all, and it's like, wow, that seems really, I don't know. It's like I don't like I don't like what they what they present because they don't do anything without intention and so they did that intentionally. So yeah, anyway. well, and I, again, I, I think it it comes to overall like how how it happened at feel about it how, as you may, but obviously they the overall theme that they wanted to drive home is that Caesar would give his life yeah. for the future. Right, so that, the, that, the, the entire trilogy or exactly, whatever that, that, is about that. Exactly, that Caesar ha, has has grown himself. And I and I even liked in the film that you didn't, that Caesar was a little less of a, of a perfect person mm-hmm. in this one. I, right. I, that's a, he kind of had a little bit more uh, old age about him and just like, you know, he had kind of lived lived a lot. And uh, But I, it was almost kind of a ridiculous, 
redemption point for him because, you know, at one point in the film that he was kind of going dark and just yeah. like, I don't care about anything. We're going and killing this guy that killed my family. Like, right. whatever, you can come with me. I don't care. We can get captured. I don't care. You know, I'm not even worried about saving these apes. Like, I'm just going to go up there and kill this dude. That's all I care about. Yep. Whatever. And then I feel like that to have him die was to try to have this turning point of him kind of coming back around and saying, hey, that doesn't really matter. And at the end of the day, even like, in some ways, like, you know, my family doesn't matter. It's about the ape race as a whole and yeah. that surviving and that going on and the integrity of who we are as apes or as people or, or whatever, you know, that, that we are people that are, that are good and, and, or thing or animals or whatever you want to say, you know, in the context of the film. Chris, Just, what is your next one? <laughs> um, my final issue. The final issue. Is I'm a little more in line with, with, uh, what Jared's kind of been going on. It's an overall kind of issue. But I want every studio to stop trying to make cinematic universes <laughs> out of everything and writing world. movies to serve that purpose. We, we talk about the dark world. I'm talking about the dark world. <laughs> it's on the dark universe. Dark, dark universe. universe. Sorry, yeah, it's sorry. more than the world. It's the dark talk universe. The dark universe. It's, my bad. it's bigger than that, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them universe. Mm. I'm talking about the uh, obviously the DCU, and to some extent the MCU. When we're mm -hmm. talking about things like Civil War and those types of movies, just in general, like mm -hmm. I, I think I remember the way the like you think about like the first. Back whenever this wasn't a thing, um, I remember a uh, an, an interview with um, what's the who, who directed the Jason Bourne movies two and three? Paul Greengrass. Yeah, so Greengrass. It was with Greengrass and Matt Damon. They were both sitting there, and um, someone had asked them something about like why are these movies so good? And um, Matt Damon starts going on this 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 um, train of thought where he's like, well, because like the first one we set out to make a good movie one movie the second one we set out to make a good movie one good movie and then the third one we set out to make a good movie <laughs> and they were great movies it yeah. worked well as a trilogy still they still like you know like could play off each other but they were good movies where you know like but then compare that to the the later born movies where paul greengrass wasn't um directing like the one with jeremy renner awful like it's trying to set up this whole other thing with other yeah. agents and it's terrible. I don't even think I finished it. Yeah, it was awful. The, and then like even the newer one with Jason Bourne, it's good, but there's just pieces in there that I'm like, why are you doing? Like it's obviously setting up a, a, a like a larger story. Mm -hmm. The whole like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The primary plot line is the Fantastic Beasts, and they don't even spend most of the movie on that. They yeah, spend most that, of the movie setting up Grindelwald. That was frustrating because, like, you have this the entire premise of the movie is about Fantastic Beasts, and then there's only like four of them in the movie, and you're like, oh. They, they, they come out with a mummy remake, which no mm -hmm. one asked for. It's just trying to set up and start this dark universe that they had all these movies planned for like that no one asked the for. The mummy they and had Frankenstein. Cast. Yeah. And and, yeah. yeah, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll like, and Hyde, that's right. We got Johnny Depp as Jekyll and Hyde. It's like, come on. All that got canned because the mummy didn't perform. I'm like, no one asked for this. <laughs> Just put out a good movie and see if it goes that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Everybody definitely is uh, a little planning a little faster than they can plant. Yeah. Well, well the same thing with Justice League. Like, okay, yeah. you know, Justice League did not earn its keep. Like, we, we they, it, it's... <laughs> 
it's so hard to just not be. Just so sorry. About briefly it. talk about Justice League. <laughs> I, I love, I love like the rage of just yeah. like Chris is like literally reigning well, in the rage okay, so that's like, bubbling up within him whenever he thinks. Well, of I can talk about that for twenty five minutes, or I can talk about this for twenty five minutes, or I can talk about this for twenty five minutes. He's like, which, which of these routes do I want to go down? The DC universe is my favorite. Like those are my favorite superheroes. Like yeah. I always loved Superman, Batman, that stuff Man, more than too. I loved you know Thor, Hulk, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. But, <laughs> everything they're doing with it right now is just hot garbage. Like, well, yeah. okay, if you're going to bring in the Justice League, okay, I, lo- I actually, I really liked uh, Wonder Woman, and I still like Man of Steel. Um, but Wonder Woman, like, they set out to make a great Wonder Woman movie. Exactly. They didn't that's set the out point. to that's, do, to, to serve point. the larger purpose. Like, it's out yeah. of the, like, yeah. it's, it's in the past. It, ah. That's my point with, like, with all this, is, like, make good movies, and then whenever you you decide to bring them all together, then it works, and we're all bought in. But even like the like you know, Marvels you know started getting into sketchy territory. Where like they did that with the first few movies, and then Avengers was, was fine. But then with like Civil War, you watch Civil War alone, like by itself out, as a movie out of context makes zero sense. None, none, yeah, and it's none awful. Yeah, well, I mean, and so like Jared and I were talking about this before. Like I love. He mentioned that he wouldn't have mind, like with Thor. He's like, I would have mind, I would have loved to see just the Gladiator section be a movie, mm-hmm. right? You know, and it's Gladiator like, in space, and a I slash buddy cop film, right? And I mentioned you know. like last week whenever we were talking about the Infinity War trailer, I was like, oh, this yeah. trailer looks really good. But I feel like along the way, we whenever the Marvel universe kind of took off, and we we were on our way to Avengers, and then after Avengers, we we're like, okay, cool. I want to see like these smaller movies. I want to see like a smaller scope of uh, like a, 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 a Black Widow movie with Hawkeye and with mm-hmm. you know all these other smaller stories to tell within the Marvel universe and I feel like because the scope is is pointing towards the next big team up movie like mm-hmm. the the Infinity Wars yeah. it's literally become like okay well you begin your movie in this place you have to end it in this place mm-hmm. and those places are so vastly far apart from each other that you can't tell a small story. Yeah. Yeah. So like with Thor, like you're like, well, we have to destroy mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, oh, what's it called? Asgard. Asgard. We have to destroy Asgard. We have to get them in the same location as the Guardians of the Galaxy because whenever we pick up Infinity War, we have to have them there. We can't mm-hmm. just like, we can't spend time during that movie flashing back and be like, here's how we got here. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have like the, the mandate of these have to, just yeah. by the nature of where they're at have to be really big yeah. stories. Well, not, you know, let me let's say I still love things like Thor, but yeah, I would oh, love. Yeah. I, I, I'm not opposed to smaller stories. You know, like I think like some movies do it well, some movies don't. You know, like you can you can serve a larger purpose. Like I think that um, Doctor Strange did it well. I think yeah. that that was a, a standalone. Like whether or not you think it's a good movie, but it stood stood by itself on its own two feet well enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think Thor did as well um, to a large extent. Like you yeah. kind of had to know like the other Thor movies, but um, you, you could you could watch that movie and still like enjoy it. Dude, I uh, love that movie. It's one of my favorites of the year. Yeah, but you know things like you know Civil War. Um, I'm I'm kind of worried about. I'm still worried about Infinity War. Like it just need, it needs to be a good movie on its own. Like. Sure, they're all getting together, but like that doesn't make a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I think we get into even like with things like Alien Covenant and things like that, like you get into this, like you can tell that they're they're wanting to do more movies on top right, of it. And right. I think anytime that thought enters my head of like, ooh, they're setting some they're setting up another movie. <laughs> Like it becomes like it becomes a uh, you watch for it now a weird thing yeah it, it's like it's like the yeah. spidey sense that you have where you're like ooh they're they're teasing like more movies here yeah um 
But yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Yeah. Anything else? No. Anybody else? Jared, what is your final grievance to air? I had it a second ago, and uh, I gotta, I gotta re, rethink my way through it of what I was, what I was about to say. Let's we, see. We were talking about, we were talking about movies. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As opposed to comics, <laughs> we were talking movies. <laughs> No, because your because your point reminded. What was your point just now? Just just now, it cinematic was, uh, universe. Yeah, stop making trying to make everything into a cinematic. Cinematic. Universe. That's right. That's where I was. That, that's where I was going. I was going to that. I have an issue, which I've discussed with you guys on multiple occasions uh, off air of making of not making a movie for somebody. Mm. Said you're making a movie for everybody. And it's, I feel like this fails and happens in movies on large levels, but then also on small levels. So even take something like Marvel, which is obviously trying to make movies that are, you know, for everybody or, you know, Mm -hmm. will rope everybody in, you know, it's okay for kids to see, but then it's also, you know, you're, you know, 20 year olds and 30 year olds and 40 year olds will all want to see it as well. So that's what they advertise. But then you go in and you see the movie mm-hmm. and you see things that are like very not kind of okay for kids or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you have like the main character saying like a very main like quotable line that has like language in it mm-hmm. or something like that. Or or very inappropriate, you know, like sexual things. In, like in, Guardians, in, the entire Guardians in, of the Galaxy volume two. Yeah. Like in, in, in that a entire movie, movie, yeah. In a movie, you know, and it's just like in your so not only are you advertising to be this thing that's for everybody and okay for everybody, but then you're kind of actually not. It's just, <laughs> it's just in your advertising. And, you know, I, I know that like me as a kid wouldn't be allowed to see those, be allowed to see right, some of those right, movies. Right. You know, my, my mom would say no way or whatever, if she knew like what was actually going on in the movies. And I think that's part of it. You know, yeah. the parents don't even like know what's, what's going on in movies. And so that would be like a small scale, but then like on a large scale, um, just that, just that, you know, like we've talked about with making movies like Deadpool or, or Logan, uh, you know, the same, in the same way that you would make like a crime cop drama versus like a comedy yeah. raunchy mm. drama. That's, I think about movies you know, like that Baby Driver. Like, yeah. That's not made to appeal to a mass audience, you know? No, definitely. It's for you know, a specific it's, vision. Yeah. And yeah. And you know what? Those movies don't cost near as much. To sure. Always. They, they can, but I feel like generally... It's more so force, you know. It's because because you want to make this type of movie, you have a smaller budget. Yeah. But somehow they still manage to make something really, really cool out of that small budget. That yeah. that audience that wants to go see it loves it, and they're going to buy it, and they're going to tell their friends about it, and they're going to watch it. They're going to go see it in theaters multiple times. Much less, yep. they're also going to buy it, and they're going to buy the Blu-ray, and every, and they're going to watch it on Netflix if they see it on, see it on there because they just love mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just just like you know, we have so many movies, you know, from from growing up that you know you just love those movies and you'll watch Indiana Jones anytime it come comes on comes on TV it's just like yeah absolutely we'll see that or if you're with a friend that hasn't seen it you're like how have you not seen Indiana Jones we're watching Indiana Jones right now um which is interesting just, like stepping back in time on movies like that like who like who were those marketed to because it's like in a lot of cases they were marketed you know in some ways to everybody but it's like mm-hmm. Die Hard you watch some of the stuff it's like oh, Die man. Hard was not yeah. not marketed to everybody Perfect it was marketed example. for like a specific group of people but Die it was Hard huge. was Die Hard was rated R yeah. Every other Die Hard, like like since uh, like the newer ones, you know, after the third one, so yeah. four or five, and I guess six now, 
PG thirteen. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Like you can't even say the main line from the because, movie. And, and I'm because it has a curse word in it. Except for once. Oh, sure, once. You can say no, it once. They didn't the live for your die hard though. They <laughs> just they cut them off. That's frustrating. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, it, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Die Hard did not do well in theaters. You know, it, it, when it came out. You know, it's it's a, and I feel like that happens a lot of times with these movies that people love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weren't yeah. really that successful, yeah. and and that movies more and more they're, they're almost exclusively about the opening weekend, mm-hmm. and filmmakers and and movie companies, you know, could could care less about after that. They could care less yeah. if they sell a bunch on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. They're like, just as long as we can ma- have it make three hundred million dollars. In the in the uh, in the first couple of weeks, cool. Yeah. We yeah. we don't care anything more about that. Throw it away because we spent a hundred million dollars and we made three hundred million dollars. So that movie is a success for us. Make us another one like that one. Yeah. But no one's watching that movie ten years later. Nobody cares. They cared about it because of the advertisements and the trailers that were created around it and the hope for what the movie could have been. Uh, uh, I don't. I, oh, go ahead. I think like along those lines, like it's. It, it's for the, for a large portion of the movies you're you're right where it's like you know you 10 years from now you know what how many of the marvel movies are you watching but it's like i think back you know and i'm like well some of those movies i watch like there's a few of them mm-hmm. where it's like oh yeah i'll watch that one again yeah you know or i'll watch that one again but like a large portion of them i don't um and i think a lot of that comes down to like the, the specific filmmaker being left to like still have the like a creative vision it's just that was their almost- creative vision <laughs> costs a lot more yeah that was almost one of my points so like to go back to baby driver um i love that movie scott pilgrim love that movie mm-hmm. ant-man should have been just as like just as good as, just those, as, good movies. as those movies edgar wright was yeah. like on track and you can still see shadows of it but like i they think you totally- can see shadows of what ant-man could have been in baby driver like it's like ant-man was largely a heist movie yeah for sure. yeah. And then Baby Driver, he like his literally his next movie is yeah. a heist movie. Yeah, but it's you like, see when you leave him alone, what he can do, and then like right. I don't, know, you know, it's just that's that's frustrating to me when they're like you hire a creator because they have a creative vision, but then you don't allow him to execute mm-hmm. on that. Well, what it turns into being is you hired a name, and you hired a name mm. that you now have on your movie that that you know Edgar yeah. Wright is doing this movie. They don't care if he makes an Edgar Wright movie. They wanted to make the movie they wanted to make. Just like yeah. Justice League, you know, they hey we had brought Joss Whedon in, but like this yeah. still doesn't feel like either. A Zack Snyder or Joss Whedon. Yeah. It feels I'm, like some Chris, twisted no, no, no. alternate universe version. It feels exactly like a movie that was started <laughs> yeah, by for sure. Zack Snyder and finished by Agreed. Joss Whedon. It feels mm-hmm. exactly like you would think that would feel. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what that would feel like before I saw that movie. I now know exactly what that feels like. <laughs> it's a very specific I see the, the reverse. Let's, start, let's have, him, Hard have to Joss Whedon off. start a movie and Zack Snyder finish <laughs> it. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's just random scenes where everything's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Man, that took a twist. Oh, man. High contrast in that shot. Lots of slow motion for no reason. Well, maybe it would at least fix Batman. That's true. So I I have... (laughs) I have two for my final one are we good are two? we good no, on that fun. one i have two, two but it's like i want to know which one you want me to go for okay right. there's one that's 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 literally into a specific movie or there's a more global one okay which one do you want me to go for oh we just have to decide off that you off, just based have off to decide that. based off that yeah, I mean, I like picking apart specific. Wait, is it is it a movie that you guys have previously reviewed? It is, in fact, mm. unfavorably. Okay, I'll briefly, give you, briefly mention. I'll it. give you that one, and then I'll go on to the other one. Yeah. That one is the entirety. I'm very upset with the entirety 
of Transformers the last night. <laughs> okay. Like, why? That's the question I have. Yeah, I don't think we need to say anything else about that. All right. So then yeah. the other one is slow-mo, Chris. You brought yeah, it up. slow-mo. Literally, oh. there's too much slow-mo so that's in a good one. big that's, movies. That's a good one. Transformers right. last night has it. There's a lot of it in even like Wonder Woman, one of my favorite movies this year. Yeah. There's a lot of it there. There's a lot of it in Justice League. There's a lot of it in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's some yeah. of it there. There's some of it in in the Thor. Fox movies. Like Thor has a lot of it. A lot of it in Thor. Anyway, slow mo. Yeah, you could have cut out like half of Batman versus Superman <laughs> with with just playing it in real time. Like, <laughs> we should we should just make super cuts of all the movies. Take out all the slow mo. I feel like so they had the, the mandate uh, to for Justice League to come in <laughs> under two hours. I feel like they were just like, okay, so this is our cut of the movie. Now it's five minutes too long. Let's just speed up a little bit of the slow mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, slow yeah. slow mo is uh, is extreme. It's uh, it's something that uh, it's it's eating too much chocolate, man. I mean, it's it's something that could be cool that that works in these scenarios. Ever but since then, the Matrix, yeah. But then you've heard that song on the radio one too many times when <laughs> when every single boss fight you know turn you know it starts with like somebody's feet like slowly walking in <laughs> to a room is the camera slowly pans up their body just to where it gets to like the chest plate to where you could see it's the superman emblem and then you're just like oh and then there's the mustache and then it keeps going. It's, it's, and it just happens too slowly to even uh be be enjoyable you know it's yeah. uh and, and i feel like that is even uh kind of reflected in the music you know sometimes in uh in films that kind of goes along with it this very like La, da, da. It's <laughs> bombastic, yeah. Long, long notes. I like yeah. it. Can it can be done really well? Like one of my favorite moments in this year of like filmmaking was a slow moment of of Injustice League. The best moment of that movie is Wonder Woman crashing through the door mm. of whatever like banking building that is, and it's mm. like it's it speeds up really fast, like as it hits the door, and then it slows mm. down immediately whenever she comes in. And so like you have this really fast moment, and then the splinters all fly and then it stops yeah i think whatever so it can be done well whenever you use it as an accent piece you know like, i exactly. think of like the, there's that shot in thor, uh, thor when loki reads the valkyrie's mind and oh, all of a sudden man. you go back and they're fighting her and there's all these like things in the air mm -hmm. and they're flying on the pegasus chills man things like chills amazing that was awesome but we didn't need slow-mo for the rest of it <laughs> you know right. like um thor jumping on the bridge you don't really need slow-mo there. You like, figure how much yeah. more meaningful can slow-mo be if you eliminate half of it. What's your favorite slow-mo shot of all time? I have mine. It's, it's really weird. Uh, I was just kind of, kind of thinking about that, but I mean, uh, I I don't, I could say all time or whatever, but I, I and you mentioned it, it would have to be something probably from from the Matrix, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and again, like I think slow mo is perfectly used when basically you want to slow down and show the audience how good you are, you know, <laughs> like you know. So it, does that mean Zack Snyder thinks he's really really good? <laughs> you know, yeah. well, it's, you know, because you've because your actors are are pulling off something that is incredibly complex in a fight sequence or something like that, and you want to show that they're really doing that, that that's their real face, that they're moving and that, that they really are moving that fast, 
and they you're, know and, this and you're is able. My face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's literally, yeah. it's in slow mo except for their mouth, and they this go, it's totally my face. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, in the Matrix, you know, I mean, I love, you know, do, doing the slow, slow motion parts, you know, with him and Agent Smith, you know, fighting, you know, a couple times. Is, uh, but then there's that Agent Smith fight where there's a thousand of Agent Smith, <laughs> and the CG looks horrible. It's me. So my, my favorite, I think, this is a weird one, there's a slow-mo shot in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yes. Where it, where it's entirely, I know the it's, one. He's silhouetted in this doorway, and the whole, like, he's sideways in the frame, and it just, like, slowly rotates as he's walking toward the camera. Yep. And, like, he's just, like, echoing through the hallway as he's walking. So cool. That's very cool. <laughs> Dude, I haven't thought about that movie in a minute. That movie that's is one good. Of those, that's one of those shots that, like, I always forget it's from that movie. I think it's from that Daniel Day-Lewis Lincoln movie <laughs> that, uh, was it Spielberg did? Or, yeah, yeah I always think it's from that one. They I'm like, wait out, a minute. No, that's from the Vampire Hunter movie. Didn't they come out in the same year? Uh, they were close to each other. I mean, I, I remember it literally being like, okay, so is this before or after he was a Vampire Hunter? <laughs> 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 oh man like movies like that like about something specific that are there are multiples of them in the same like frame time frame are yeah. really weird to me like the illusionist and the prestige came out in the same oh, year yeah, yeah. yeah like that's and they're both like good movies yeah before i move on from slow-mo real fast like wh- have you seen the raid the movie the raid the like martial arts. Movies. I know what you're talking about. You have been raving about this movie, and you I need to just have all of your friends over to watch it. I don't remember if I've seen it or not. I mean, I, I heavily know know about it. Okay, so um, if you compare like the fighting in like Batman versus Superman versus the Raid, there's slow mo in Batman versus Superman. No slow mo in the Raid. The Raid is way better <laughs> and like hits way harder. And like I mean, you think about Jason Bourne. If Jason Bourne was in slow mo, would that be as impressive? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of times, like those choices about like going to slow mo or whatever, are made like after the fact as well. And no, so, I like, don't think so. They have to shoot it in high high frame rate. They got to shoot like right, bro. super super high speed film. Because so many times they're just like, this is the most mundane thing. Like they just chose to put this in slow mo after the fact or something. But I guess you're no, right. They totally did. It's bro. just uh, you know it it it's an illusion of epicness. It, it is what sl- the slow mo is supposed to create mm, most of the time. That's a t-shirt, that's that's a, that's a t-shirt Jerry. I'm an illusion of epicness. <laughs> illusion, I'm illusion of epicness. Of, I'm an illusion. Yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> give, give it to yourself. I'm an illusion. <laughs> 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 yes. Okay, so before we move on, I wanted to. what is your favorite thing that you've watched this year, movie that you've seen this year, even if it didn't come out this year? So on to the positive here. We've been so negative yeah, for we'll, a minute. We'll end on this. We'll end on the end, smile. End on a light note. You want me to start? Yeah. You, you, Go for you it. definitely start. I watched It Follows this year. Great movie. Scared me. And it was very well done. Surprised me at how well done it was. I was expecting a very cliche horror movie. It was not that cliche, and it was very well done. Hmm. hmm man this is a hard one um specifically because i just saw coco and i haven't had a chance to like really digest it um last year my favorite movie would have been uh i said it was star wars but after the fact like i was like oh no it's totally moana but like so i haven't really had a chance to really think about and digest whether or not coco is better than dunkirk in my mind but dunkirk is an experience that i like from a cinematic perspective, going to see that movie mm. in IMAX twice, mm-hmm. it's 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 something to experience, especially with like the sound and things like that. We've talked about like lots of times, like about mm-hmm. the uh, 
the soundtrack to it mm-hmm. and the fact that it was designed around this uh, the concept of okay so you the, the, a specific thing where you slowly increase a an octave here and then raise the pitch of it yeah, and whenever yeah. you reach the top you start it again from the bottom and it has this ri- constantly rising tension so the experience of seeing dunkirk has remained like top in my mind where i'm like man mm-hmm. that experience was so good that's a good one um so i think that's that that's the one currently that i'll go with jared what's your favorite yep movie going or movie experience even at home like mm. chris chris's was at home movie my home the movie it was someone else's home <laughs> movie experience of 2017 again it's it's hard to come up with favorites and honestly for me i don't feel like it's really been uh that that grand of a uh, of a movie year for for me to see things that uh i really uh enjoyed some uh, I'll give three good honorable honorable mentions that, uh, okay. that that I definitely think were all all good all good movies. Chris, the uh, aforementioned uh, Baby Driver, I so felt good. I felt like was very good. Um, again, it's just something that uh, that simple and uh, more so in the style is is how it worked of having really good actors come together with a really kind of cool style of a film. Was there any slow mo in that movie? I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't think that there was. I don't was. think there was. I, I, I think, think it, was it was all just timed to the music perfectly. It was all just, it was just uh, the, the whole song was, uh, it, it was like a song. You know, it was like a song or a mm. beat and, you know, it, it just kind of flew for that. But then also, you know, carried a good punch. You know, you cared about the character. You mm. cared about the baby driver mm. character and, uh, you know, that he was semi being, you know, forced to do these things and you wanted to see him kind of move on to a little bit, you know, better, better of a life and... Uh, I only had one criticism with that movie, and I'm not sure it's a true criticism. I, w- I need to watch it again. I only saw it the Just one time. Just the very ending, how he ended up having to go to prison. Well, no, like the very end, like whenever you get to that final, uh, the final confrontation between him and John Hamm, um, where it changes perspective. Like you've been following Baby Driver the entire movie, like you pretty much know only what he knows even if the camera is in the room mm-hmm. as he enters it's you he's still able to hear the conversation going on and you don't pick up until he's in the room but then all of a sudden in order to to be suspenseful it turns into you are in john ham's perspective and baby driver is is you know going after him or whatever ah, i don't have a problem with that yeah, otherwise, see, I mean, otherwise that ending sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's no <laughs> yeah. other way you could have possibly done it. But that was the only like that, that perspective shift at first. I whenever I'm I was not, doing I'm all, it, I'm all for following rules, but then I'm all jarring. for breaking them whenever it makes more sense. You know, like, it was just a little bit jarring whenever I was watching it, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's okay. fine. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I don't think like it's, there. it's one of those that you can't avoid. So, and I loved that movie. Right, yeah, uh, the other two uh, honorable mentions, and these movies would be mentions of, of what I would say would be more complete movies that i enjoyed uh you know i you know i enjoyed like i said a lot the first halves of several movies you know like uh, alien covenant <laughs> or war of the planet of the apes you know dude the great. first half of alien covenant so nice, great nice so, shout out so intriguing you know, so <laughs> <laughs> i just want somebody uh, to accept like an oscar I know. shout out to the first half of alien covenant <laughs> <laughs> really inspired me this year it's gonna be in my speech man you know that's why i, mean, I, made I normally this. fall asleep towards that time anyway during movies you know so <laughs> so i made this small indie movie about this african child <laughs> Actually, I finished your movie in the back half of my movie. Yeah, she should go watch it. She go watch it. <laughs> uh, Logan would be would be be another yeah. one that mm. I thought was just very very good so overall. Good. We and we even mentioned some stuff that was not so good good about it, but I still think it ri- rises above 
to even know having kind of those things weighing it down still manages to kind of grab you mm. and get you and uh, get you really invested in that character who mm. you probably were already invested in before you saw the movie and then uh, just really took you on a great kind of final journey Man. in that in that film so good and uh, yeah so so good even uh, I, I'm not a fan of uh, child actors in films most of the time I just don't feel like it comes off well and I feel like it came off very good no Osmond way she, she did a really good job. Hmm? Haley Joel Osmond in Sixth Sense. Yeah, another another movie. That would obviously be another another good one. <laughs> Chris uh, is just pulling out. Pull pull out. Child actors now. No, pull no, out a good child actor name. Dakota Fanning. It's a good what do you think about her? She's <laughs> <laughs> okay in War of the, War of the Worlds. Well, uh, all the kids in the Goonies. War Go. of the Worlds was no. a good movie. Like, let's talk about <laughs> like that movie no. for a second. War of the Worlds was a good movie. Like, it's pretty, pretty I don't, good I don't feel like. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's underappreciated. It's a little strange. It was just kind of one of those strange endings that it just like just kind of ended, and then they're like, yeah, then we'll have like Morgan Freeman like explain a couple things here in the end, uh, or just you know. Just, uh, if, <laughs> Shout that's out to how Morgan we fix Freeman the of these movies. Explaining yeah. things. We should have Morgan Freeman explain <laughs> what happened. Narrate the you know the last epilogue. <laughs> I literally just want like him to explain like my life. Yeah. <laughs> just, Morgan Freeman steps in at the end of the day. So John. <laughs> Today. Uh oh. number three of uh good films of twenty seventeen, what I would say in earlier in the years, I would say split uh M. Night Shyamalan's new new film was uh was actually mm. really good. I, I I liked it. I never saw it. Did the um I know the ending and then well, we're not gonna spoil don't it. Tell me here. that. I don't wanna oh, know. Man, I know I the I, I know right the now. ending. Should I still watch it? Like, is it still worth watching? Yeah, because the because okay. the ending that I'm sure that you're talking about, yeah, has like nothing. Like, it's just like there. Like, okay. it has like nothing to like do. Like, I thought it would be more involved. Like, because okay. I, I I read the ending before I saw the movie. That's why I saw the movie because I was like, is, oh my god, is gosh, there a place that you're just reading endings to movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, See, Jared, I got, I got a guy. You know, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jared just like Wikipedia's and scrolls down to the bottom. You know, just. Whatever movie, scroll to the bottom. No, that's not, that's not true. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that one was kind of by accident. I was reading an I article found out about, by accident as about well. like something mm. else, and then it was like, yeah, how in Split? Blah, and I was like, yeah. Well, I'll keep reading. Yeah. I, I, it was out there. The ending of that was like yeah. literally, it was just like out there in the universe, and then it would just. But you as much it. as I love that uh, that aspect of the ending, I, and I actually really really do. I think I think that that's uh, really really kind of cool. Um, but it doesn't really have much weight or anything to do with that movie itself. Okay. And I felt like even that movie itself was very good. James cool. McAvoy, uh, a great actor for it. It's very uh, underrated uh, when an actor does something like that and uh, tries to kind of, in a sense, play so many different roles within a movie. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, at least probably six or seven like characters that are very definitive like even before speaking you know like he'll walk into the room and like you would kind of assume that he's being x character mm-hmm. or something like that and like that's impressive to yeah. uh to pull off that that kind of presence as an actor and uh and then just kind of intriguing you know for the through the whole thing you know i like to be intrigued in a movie and not be looking at my clock and saying well when's this movie over so i can you know go eat something after this i just Whatever. envisioned jared sitting there with a giant like grandfather clock yeah i'm looking at my clock every once in a while in this movie yeah yeah i have that method then i also just have a guy next to me that i just bump and he's like 25 more minutes <laughs> 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 whispers whispers the time in your ear yeah 
but I, I, I hate that. I don't want to feel that in a movie. I want to be intrigued and don't want to even be thinking about that. I just want to be thinking about why, what's this character's motivation and what's coming next and what's going to happen to this girl that went into that room or, you know, whatever. And uh, so I thought that Split was kind of a, a very pleasant surprise to, to watch and you know would recommend should, it. We should do. What should we do? We should make a movie that has a running countdown clock in the corner the entire mm. time. So you know exactly how much time is left mm. and see if you can still make it suspenseful. Yeah. Because you're like, holy crap, we don't have enough time. They're going to die. You know, like that kind of stuff. It's like when I'm going to do that, but then that's going to be a lie. Like it's going to go like 35 minutes past that. Like, it's Or you're like, you extend each second by like a second and a quarter. So it's just like off. Yeah, by I the like end, by the end, you look at the time down there. Goes time is going so slowly, you know. Like <laughs> the, the the viewer perceives it as as very much different than it is. Do you slow down the clock when you go in slow mo? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a really good question, man. <laughs> does time really like? Is there slow mo in movies, or does time literally slow down? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> does that does Zack Snyder have the power now. of time travel? No. He <laughs> um, did go back and make better movies. I'm going to throw out one more honorable mention, not even from this year, and only because. At <laughs> any time, anybody asks me, they're like, "Jared, what what's something good that you've seen lately?" You know, yeah, whatever. This is always the first movie mm. that comes to my mind over the last, you know, whatever three, four. I want it to be like a big surprise as well. <laughs> Whoa. Night at the Museum 4. <laughs> it's, it's probably going to be a surprise as far as what it is, but I mean, I think you guys have all seen it, and it's undeniably amazing, and uh, that would be Whiplash. Oh, man. It's a good one. Fantastic. Man. It's really good. Uh, again, just to talk, you know, a, a movie about a drummer mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, who, who could Singular think that vision. That that movie could be so captivating and inspiring and thought-provoking and intriguing and entertaining in all, all in one sense, and uh, that 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 would uh, deserves every bit of praise that it's got. And if you haven't ever seen Whiplash, mm-hmm. you should go and check out Whip- Whiplash. I think it's only like an hour and a half long, so yep. not going to suck up a bunch of your time, but is a really really good movie. There's a there's there's some movies that whenever they happen, like not only do like do I feel like they're almost perfect movies, like you just watch them and you're like so in engrossed in them and yeah. captivated by them. Yeah. That you cannot like, you're focused and you can't look away. Like you're yep. just like this it's is it's it. like the kind of movie that you'll watch, and then like a friend could come to your house like an hour later, and you'd be like, "Hey, do you want to watch this movie?" Yeah. Like you, you would watch it again and feel just as like entertained by it on an immediate second viewing or mm-hmm. whatever. Like even though you now knew it was going to happen, <laughs> now you were just excited to like see it happen because it was an entertaining journey yeah that happened but yeah if you like movies that are inspiring or potentially about just uh pursuing any effort and uh trying to be the best at something Mm -hmm. uh that's what i would say the movie is overall about is what it takes to be the best like that's movies like that i mean they make me feel like number one i I feel like it's a miracle that movies get made in the first place at Mm -hmm. all oh yeah and then like i don't like it's like one in a million like chance that you're going to end up with something like that yeah Yeah, I mean, you think about like what we mentioned earlier. Um, like I mentioned, Prestige. Like that's one of my like top movies as yep. well. Like where it's like man, definitely everything that came together to make that one 
the way that it is mm-hmm. and as good as it is whether it's casting and like ending up with like the, this cast that is so amazing or whether it's the story or whether it's how it's shot whatever it is gravity is another one where you're just like mm. how in like they had to invent technologies in order to make that movie happen and it's such a singular vision of like this person's just trying to get back to earth and it's like you know it's mm-hmm. from a storyline perspective it's like you don't know anything else there's no like big global threat or anything it's literally yep. she's just trying to get back down and it's like you said how do you, how do these movies how do they how do they take place mm-hmm. yeah well i mean i think that's true filmmaking is to take something uh so simple or so seemingly impossible and uh make it something that's not only entertaining but like really entertaining that mm-hmm. like people like are just eating it up and want more of it mm-hmm. you know that's that's something that's very hard to do and then even furthermore the you know continuing directors that manage to do that several times you know it's mm-hmm. even more impressive because yeah i'm with you guys that it's it's so hard to make a movie and uh, <laughs> my, my favorite uh like lines about that is from irving kershner who directed empire strikes back and he's like well he's like you hope He's like, you know, you hope that you got the right screenwriter and uh, you hope the guy that's watching the dailies at the end is uh, doing pretty good at that and you hope that uh, the casting director hired the right actors and you hope that the soundtrack's going to turn out great and hey, you just, you, you hope that the movie come, you know, makes sense, you know, cohesively when I piece all these, I'm just shooting these individual scenes and then I'm going to try to piece those together into a cohesive, you know, I hope that all comes together. Obviously yeah. there's work in it, but like there's just so many spinning wheels going on and to an extent it's kind of just trying to get the right people together and everybody's just going to do the best they can and yeah. you're going to see what happens and I mean, sometimes then, great things happen it's crazy like a movie like baby driver it's like he started he knew what songs he wanted to put in it before he put them in it wow and so where he's like we kind of just came to this thing with this script and i had these songs already in my head where i'm like i need these songs and i told the licensing people i need these songs and they're like okay you- <laughs> You're you gonna start shooting this movie. We don't know if we have these songs yet. <laughs> you want to hear a crazy piece of trivia about Baby Driver? Yeah, yeah. So there's the um, that first bank scene um, where they pull up and he has to start the song over. Yeah, yeah. Because everything was timed out to the songs, um, they shot these scenes really, really tight. Like, and while they were shooting it, I think it was the DP um, was. Telling Edgar, right, this scene's going to be too long. Like, this is too long. This is not long enough. And, uh, like, you've, you've, you've written these out, and, like, you're just not allowing for just, like, movement and the way things work. And he was, no, 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 it's fine. Well, when they start shooting it, and sure enough, sure, it's it too, too long, long for the song. So what do they do? They just stop the song and restart it. Yeah, so that they can make up for that extra time, Beautiful. and they make it a character moment. <laughs> yep, yeah, so where it's saying. literally a character moment that he can't he can't do he this can't do if the song this. isn't on like yeah. uh-huh. at the right time. <laughs> yeah, where he's like backing up, pulling forward, backing up, pulling. Forward. You know, it's like what the it's heck? Perfect. This is amazing. That, that's uh, that's such a great example of uh, taking a problem and turning it into something that enhanced your movie. Oh you know? yeah. Oh, they switch cars. He's like ah, plugging it in. Oh my gosh, dude, that's amazing. Uh, movies. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, my gosh. That's next week? Next week? It's next week. Man. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. That's awesome. I know. Uh, I'm super excited for that. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on Twitter at chriswright250. And John Wright 777 and somewhere out in the ether as <laughs> at, at JP. You can find me at the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keep listening to Stay on Target. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I just said. At Stay on Target Pod. There it and is. 
SameTargetPodcast.com. You can uh, go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.